And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Seed Rail. Hey, boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Illich. All right, kids, we're running a brand new system. This is actually our third attempt to record this episode. <laughs> it's like God himself <laughs> does not want us to record this episode. <laughs> is it because I want to talk about Black Friday just for a single bit? Come on! I, it always happens when you're talking about Black Friday, too. It's kind of funny. It is! <laughs> Every... Single fucking time. Okay, so let's set the scene one more time. Some old fucker, he works at Walmart. He's going to the front door. He's like, I'm going to open the door at midnight. Okay, we're there. People are outside. They're like, we want shit. We want shit. And he's looking at the clock. He sees the clock. He's like, okay, it's midnight. Let me open the door. And he opens the door, and he's like, welcome to... Ah! And they're like... And they trample his ass. <laughs> and there you have it, folks. The ramblings of a <clears throat> So they're running over him. And I was telling Rebecca, and I think I was telling Aaron. Aaron said something back witty, but I can't remember what he said. Was that, <laughs> was that, you know, you're running and you're trying to get to your, your PlayStation 4 or your Xbox One or your, your favorite dildo on sale. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but as you're running through the door, you're like squish, 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 squish. Wouldn't you like want to look down and say, "Hey, what am squishy? I stepping yeah. on? What the fuck, man?" So <clears throat> they're running. They killed this poor fucker. I don't know how old he is, but he. I don't even think he got to say Walmart. He's like, ah, "I'm Walmart," you know. And then I was reading today. A friend of mine, Tyler, he sent me a a link on Facebook that said some woman shanked two kids i'm assuming they were teenagers because they didn't say they wanted to release the the names of the boys uh i was thinking it was well i'm pretty sure it's a fake article and i hope to god it it is a fake article because there's an actual statement from the mother that said i did it i do it again my kids are gonna have christmas sure i have to spend a couple years in prison but my kids are gonna have christmas this year and then you know, they're talking about how many thousands of people get killed every year during Black Friday, which I still don't know exactly why they call it Black Friday. But anyway, that's a whole other story. And then they have the Walmart representative, and he's rambling on. And, and the part that really made me think that this is fake is because he said that, you know, more kids die making this crap than people do on Black Friday. And essentially... 
if you're a representative of a multi-trillion dollar company like Walmart, you're not going to call their products crap. No, you want people to buy that crap. Yeah. And good, good, I finished my Black Friday story, motherfucker. Yes, I feel it. And the computer dies and crashes and there's <laughs> <Yeah>. no podcast. <laughs> oh. oh, shit. So... I don't even remember. We've, we, like I said, we've tried this quite a few times, and I, I originally had a story in my head, but I don't know. I have I already asked what you guys been up to? No. Okay. Let's see. What have you been up to this week? Keeping well, the fat cat fed. I we guess. had Thanksgiving twice. We had two Thanksgiving comas to follow suit. Really? Yep. I swear <laughs> to you, like I have not eaten like that and passed out like that in the longest time. Seven o'clock. Really. Yes, we came home at, at eight o'clock. something. Came home from eating at the people's house. Passed out at seven. Woke up the next day. We had Thanksgiving again. Passed out at like eight that night. I cannot eat Thanksgiving food. I will sleep like an old person for the rest of my life. Uh, Thanksgiving was it was good. I had a lot of fucking food. A lot of food. Are you kidding me? Is that why we all look pregnant? No, <laughs> we went to this. We went to these uh, African. But Bishop's house, pastor, I don't know, whatever he is. And those people would not stop feeding us. They're like, hey, eat more. Eat, eat more. Yeah, eat. Like, eat, eat more. Get more. And like, and we're like, you guys haven't even eaten yet. No, it's fine. It's fine. Eat. I went outside smoking a cigarette. I told Stephanie, I said, I think they're trying to fatten us up to kill us because they're cannibals. <laughs> they had a they made us eat. Food. They had a big ass turkey and a big ass ham. I was like. They had a giant pot of rice. They had green beans. They had mashed sweet potatoes. potatoes, mashed potatoes. The gravy was amazing. Yeah. They had stuffing. stuffing. Oh, it was stuffing. so good. Uh, I love but stuffing. it was like tons of food for a little bit of people. Really? It was. Were they, they expecting more people? Is that what no. it was? No. It was them. Uh-huh. And then it was the husband, wife, and their two kids. Mm-hmm. And then it was me, Nana, Aaron, Mom, Stephanie, Becky Gumby, Dean Latina. But there's enough food for like 25 people there. Well, the last few handful are, is her extended Mexican family. And I can say that with a little bit of inflection in my voice because my name is Montoya. Thank you. <laughs> um, let's see. I, let's see. Of course, we had the turkey. I think I ate most of the white meat. Um, I had probably pound and a half, two pounds of stuffing. Damn. Damn. I had mashed potatoes and gravy. I had fresh uh, broccoli and cauliflower with uh, cheese. Mm. Uh, let's see. The cranberry sauce, which I love. I'm not too fond of cranberry. Uh, really? I like cranberry sauce, but I like fresh homemade because I, I made it before. It's so good. I love homemade cranberry sauce. And let's see. What else? Some other shit, too. That was good. Oh, of course, you know, the... The rolls, and, and everybody was kind of looking at me because I was, like, taking the rolls. I put, like, six rolls on my plate, and I'm cutting it in half, putting butter on it. And then I'm, like, stuffing uh, turkey and stuffing in it and squeezing it tight and then eating it that way. <laughs> you know, just like a little little surprise in the middle kind of thing. That's funny. And then uh, after I couldn't breathe anymore, um, I went to the bedroom and stretched out and watched uh, Netflix on my phone. And then he ate pie. I had some very good pumpkin <laughs> See? pie. See? No, no, you don't even know about pumpkin Speaking pie. Speaking of pumpkin pie, we you got pumpkin pie fudge. You got to taste it. Ooh. Yeah. 
I was like, oh, I can't breathe. I'm not hungry. Then, you know, 20 minutes later, I had to take a shit. And you're, you're hungry like, again? I'm like, yes. And then you're like, mm, all right, 10 pounds. Let's go. Yes. Break it off. Break it off, motherfucker. Break it off. I yeah. swear, Nana's ate so much that she went to the bathroom eight times while we were at the. Yeah, I was like, I knew, I didn't know a little child could shit that much. She's like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm like, what? Really? You're gonna use all the toilet paper before we leave, damn it. <laughs> well, you know, Jaden eats so much normally. I mean, he's just yeah. a big kid. He has a big appetite. He was literally, he gave me his plate and he's like, ugh. And he's not one to be <laughs> melodramatic. So he was really feeling like, oh my God. And I think that was the last time I seen him. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to bed. Usually he's like, Dad, I want more. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't think he had seconds. Because uh, Lacey literally just put it all on him. Because he can eat a lot. Mm-hmm. He's always had a big appetite. Him yeah. and Aaron. No, I was going to say, you know, I'm a big dude, and I have a big appetite, but he can eat, on, on a regular day, he can eat me under the table. That's crazy. And he's not. It's because he, it's, I think it's because it's kind of like how little Randy is, like, little Randy could always eat so much, even like, he must have had a high metabolism, like, because he's so big. Right. Like, so tall. Because, you know, he, even when he was real heavy, he ate enough to be able to weigh like, you know, 500,000 pounds, how much he would eat. Oh, yeah, I remember. But he wasn't that big. No. I'm like, really? Like, if I ate like that, I'd be one of those people on TV, the fattest person in the world. Like, <laughs> I think it's because they're, they have such big bodies, so tall and everything. Yeah. Their like, body burns it. Well, that he has, he does have ADHD as well. Well, yeah. Which is funny because not only does Ridland work to slow you down, but it also speeds up your metabolism. Yes. That's kind of funny. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh. That's, yes, it does. It's crazy. That's why, like, when um, he's on his medicine, mm-hmm. he's not hungry. Oh, uh, okay. Makes so. sense. Um, and this time around, I think I forgot to mention it, but we're gonna, I'm going to bring it up one more time. We're working on the, what is it called? The For new the, program? The new program, yeah. We're working with FL Studio. Fruity Loops. So, we're, I'm hoping, I, I've heard playback a couple times, and it sounds really good. So, I'm hoping that this is going to come out really nice. And we're probably going to start using Rebecca and Aaron's computer for seeing red. Only seeing red because, well, you know, I podcast all the time. Yeah. So you never yeah, see. Really I was going to say, you never, never see, see my computer. computer. Um, it should turn out pretty well. It's We're running um, it on a, a really good laptop, and we have some really good uh, sound cards and drivers like that. So. What is it? A Sony Vio? Sony, it's a Sony Vio. The uh, uh, GeoForce. It has All an a, NVIDIA a video card, NVIDIA sound card. It's like a $1,200 laptop, so it should do something amazing. Yes. Um, we'll, we'll see, because the playback, to be honest with you, the, you know, we listened to the playback, and when we first started, we used that piece of shit crystal. Remember, the very first night we started recording, you actually came over on a Sunday, and we tried to work on it, we worked on it for like eight hours, remember? Yeah. And then we, we're like... We came, we came over... At like six o'clock, and we didn't go home until three. Yeah, and I don't think we recorded anything that first no, day. No, we didn't. We're like, uh, we'll just work on it, and you can come back whenever I get it fixed. And I was like a week later. <laughs> so then we came back. We had the audacity, and that's yeah. what we use is audacity. And I've I've listened to that, you know, the playback on audacity. I like it because I can cut out a lot of the noise filters, and I've used GarageBand because Sadie for a while wanted me to use her her uh 
Power Book. Okay. You know, and she has Garage Band on that. And I've heard that, and it's it's, it's okay, it's good. I, I think for what it is, I know a lot of people, and you were saying this one of the recordings ago, um, today, recordings ago. Oh, yeah. That, uh, you know, GarageBand is a good tool. Especially for beginners, people who don't have a lot of knowledge of, like, audio editing software. But I wouldn't say it's the most efficient, but it's one of the easiest ones to use. But I think that Audacity has just as, as well, because it's actually in the top 10 of, you know, um, audio editing software. Mm-hmm. I think the playback is just as good as, as GarageBand, to be honest with you. The only difference is, is that, um, with GarageBand, you can have like, I'm over here, so when you played it back, I could be talking in your left ear. And then you guys are recording, and you'd be talking in somebody's right ear. Yeah. You know, dual audio, or dual uh, stereo sound, I mean. But with Audacity, unless you download the plug-in, it's, it's still, you get both stereo, but it's not dual. You know, you get both, both sound, or all three sounds mixed into one yeah. per ear. Um, so I'm actually really excited about it. You guys came in, you were working on uh, some beats. Which blew my mind because, like I said, I, I'm a very creative person, but when it comes to music, I, I can hear, like, lyrics, mm. but I can't hear, you know, the... the All the parts. Yeah, you know, and you guys were literally building a sound, and I was like, oh my god, you guys are going to do my score, and uh, they didn't ask, I, I, I didn't. I guess this kind of reflects back on episode 52. I kind of tell people, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you're it's gonna, like, yeah, I'm going to do this. So you're going to do this with me. Okay. No, it's always me. I get dragged into everything he does. Why, why do you think that you is? and Terry? Cause I'm his sister and I'm like a friggin' object to him. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. I'm doing this. So you're doing it with me. There's no like, do you want to do this? You don't think it's like a, a family bonding experience or something? If you say so. I didn't say so. It was a question. It was a question mark. You could use that as a, a nice, like, enduring, endearing, sentimental type thing, but I don't really believe that. Because I know you. <laughs> I know you by now. <laughs> I always got to get dragged along for the ride. But don't you enjoy it? I mean, most yeah, of the time. Yeah, I do. I, I Oh, speaking of, <laughs> of being dragged along for right, I found the lost pages of the uh, Yeltenum Bloody Red Path page, uh, you know, drawn pages by mm-hmm. uh, Slim Black. I found them. Oh, finally. Finally. After I don't know how many years, um, you know, I found them. So I'll, I'll have to sit down and, and look through the – and try to remember the story and, and then I'll ship it off to you and then <clears throat> you'll finish the dialogue and – and we'll put out a book. Yeah. We haven't put out a comic book since... A long time. What was it? We actually released Bloody Red Path Part 1. That was... Shit, I don't remember. 2009, I think. Oh, it's been a while because... I was waiting forever. I actually got really excited about it and my hopes and dreams were killed. Why? Because I never got anything else to write about it. It was like, you're going to do this. It's going to be done eventually one day. <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting him to take four years to draw the book. <laughs> you know, I mean. He's like, I got to get up. I got to smoke some weed. I got to eat. I got to go down and hustle some money. There's two minutes left. Let me let me draw a line. He doesn't talk to me anymore. I don't know why. 
I, I honestly, I don't know. But once it comes out, I have his address. I'll ship him, you know, his royalty check. Yeah. But and it is what it is. But anyway, I found his artwork, and, and then, you know, we do own the rights to a Yelp gnome. And I'm, I'm going to... Do I want to do this? Yeah, I do. Um, a Yelp gnome is A-Y-O-T space N-O-M. Now, if you spell a Yelp gnome, because people have asked me, well, how do you know... Or how can you verify that you created this character? I'm like, it's in the name. They're like, how is it in the name? I said, again, the name is a Yolt gnome. A-Y-O-T-N-O-M. You spell that fucker backwards, it spells M-O-N-T-O-Y-A. Montoya. A Yolt gnome is Montoya spelled backwards. There you go. Yeah. How, I how created are people it. that fucking dense? Oh, they are. I don't... No. People are so dense. It's not even, like people will ask you the stupidest questions, and you just look at them like, "Are you serious? Yeah. Are you, you can't possibly be serious? You just fucking answered yourself." That's like when uh, we were talking about one of my friends, and we were talking about um, we're talking about Mars or something. <clears throat> yeah, Mars. And she's like, "Isn't the Greek word for Mars Mercury?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Are you serious?" She's like, "What?" I was like, did you just hear what you said? She goes, oh my god. And she started laughing because she knew she was an idiot. I was like, are you that stupid? I don't know, are you that stupid? I was like, that takes a special kind of stupid to ask a question like that. Her face was so red. And you know, she, she probably took a little to heart because I was being hard on her. Uh-huh. But come on. Isn't Mars Greek for Mercury? Come That's on funny. now. It's fucking ignorant. <clears throat> but, um, so that's what I'm working on. Today, we promised last episode, and uh, I want to apologize again for the echo. For Quality. some reason, it was just me that time. It was a microphone, well, I think. It wasn't just for some reason. We actually yeah. know what the problem is. Um, there was a third USB mic purchased for a different project, and it was... It, was, uh, it came to his attention. Yeah. Well, anyway, it came back to me. They gave me the mic, and and I was using it for a three-person, you know. So I think that was the problem, is because we turned off the other two mics that we're recording on with that one still echoing. But you guys didn't echo, so obviously it was that mic. Um, But anyway, I promised last episode that we would hold Aaron's audition for his character. Um, Currently, it's it's called. The character's name is uh, Hiroshima. Um, but we said that we were going to change the name probably to Hiroshi, which is an actual Japanese yeah. name. Um, so we're going to hold off on that just in a little bit. We're going to have him audition. I'm, I'm looking through the script. I'm halfway done with the script. Um, I printed it out this morning. When I got home, I still had more inspiration, so I knocked out like another five pages. The actual script right now is at... 41 pages. And I should mention, if you're, you're thinking, well, fuck, you started this back in March. I've probably deleted more pages than I've actually have right now. Yeah. I've, I Honestly, I think I've deleted probably in, in the vicinity of, what, 60 pages, if not more. Um, so that's why it's, it's, it's constantly... Because I'm always taking a different angle, you know, I'm going yeah. different ways, trying to think of a better way of telling the story. I'm learning more about the Japanese culture and samurais in general, 
And as the more I learn about it, I have to think about back on what I've written. I'm like, well, that's, that's not, I mean, yes, it's an animated cartoon. It's, it's fiction. It's a work of fiction, but there's certain things that, you know, has to be acceptable all the way through. Yeah. And that's why. But anyway, we're going to hold off on that. Um, I'm looking through the script. I think I found what I want them to read, unless I can find some really good, juicy monologues. But I don't know. So, but we'll hold off. And, and But before the end of the show, <coughs> Aaron will, will do his Hiroshima, uh, Hiroshima. audition. Hiroshima. And, you know, well, that's honestly, to be honest and truthful about it, is that's where the name came from. I know. You know, because when I created the character back in 1997, I didn't have much Japanese... Knowledge. knowledge. I mean, I had a lot. I was very heavy into the U.S. manga movement during that time, and that was my inspiration on it. So, you know, that's where it comes. And and at first, I was, and I kind of start to see where the difference between like books and movies are different. Yeah. Because for some things, like in a comic book, that would work. But I think in a, in a movie or an animated movie, it just doesn't work. And there's certain things that I've changed in the script that was originally pulled from the original comic book, and it just didn't work. So I had to go and change it. In fact, I'm thinking about rewriting a Yotnum, the comic book. Just completely rewriting it. Again? Code. Yes. All right. I want to change things up a bit. I know we were talking about some depressing stuff, but I, I actually came across some news and I know it's kind of old news, but it was it's worth mentioning here on Scene Red. And what it is, is... Did you guys hear about San Francisco changing into Gotham? Gotham? For a little boy? Uh-uh. No? You haven't heard the story? Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. This is coming from the New York Daily News. It says, San Francisco turns into Gotham City for Bat Kid. Um, it says, Bat Kid to the rescue. Just one day into his crime-fighting career, young Miles Scott, five years old, already had a fan club Friday as San Francisco cheered on the cancer patient who always wanted to be a superhero. Um, and I'll show you. I'm seeing these pictures, and so it's kind of breaking my heart. The city of San Francisco is going Gotham today to make five-year-old boy with leukemia make a wish come true, giving him a chance to be Bat Kid for a day. The kindergartner from Toluca Lake, California, has plenty of experience battling villains. He has been fighting leukemia since he was 18 months old. He's wrapped up his treatment in June and is in remission now. While he is struggling with the illness, Miles became fascinated with superheroes. They came, they were crime fighters and saviors, and they always won in the end. Miles, this is a quote, Miles has always been a fighter, his dad, Nick Scott, said. He fought through cancer and he beat that. I think it goes to hand, hand in hand that he's a Batman and superheroes as well. There's no telling if Miles' cancer will return, but the child hasn't lost his superhero spirit. When San Francisco's Make-A-Wish Foundation asked Miles what he wanted more than anything in the world, the little guy said, I wish to be Bat-Kid. 
His wish came true today as San Francisco turned into Gotham City just for miles. An estimated 12,000 Gotham City residents had Bat Kid <clears throat> had Bat Kids back as he rushed to save their city. Police closed down major roads and his fans crowded the streets. Thanks to special media, crowds rooted for Bat Kid at, ev at every crime scene. The president and first lady tweeted out their support from the White House. Obama's letter sent out a congratula congratulatory vine. And, it, and this is the actual tweet. It says, follow Friday, retweet, SF, make a wish. Here he comes. Hashtag SF Bat Kid. And that's Bat Kid running down the street. How cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, there's more. <clears throat> I'll show you the pictures in a minute. Um, let's see. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I, I guess he even sent in a... I'm not going to play it, but I guess he sent in a video to Obama. Um, the Bagay... I've been writing too many a yacht gnome story. <clears throat> the day began with breaking news stories. San Francisco's police chief, Greg Shun, sure, appeared on television asking if anyone in town knows the whereabouts of Bat Kid. <clears throat> the police chief desperately needs Bat Kid's help to save the city from evil supervillains, the Riddler and Penguin. Miles, disguised as Bat Kid from head to toe, joined a adult-sized Batman and his baby brother as Robin, as they as they hopped into two waiting Lamborghinis, aka the Batmobile. And this is a a picture of the police chief, uh -huh. literally on TV, asking you know for Bat Kid's help. That's cool. And here are the Lamborghinis. That's cool. It is that guy. What guy? This is this guy that goes around uh, and uh, he pretends that he's Batman. Uh huh. And he goes to um, like uh, these different uh, like hospitals and stuff. Uh huh. And tells kids <laughs> that he's Batman and, and tries to like boost their morale. Oh really? Yeah. He drives around in a black Lamborghini. <laughs> the, the cops pulled him over because. <laughs> Because they, they thought it was just like a joke or something. Uh -huh. So they couldn't do that and try to find him. Really? Yeah, he's just doing that because he has a lot of money. Uh huh. And he did that just to make kids happy. That's cool. It says at least 500 people looked on as Bat Kid rescued a damsel in distress from the Hyde Street cable car tracks in Knob Hills. She was dressed in thigh high boots. And her hands were bound behind her back. Um, Bat Kid had to disable the plastic replica bomb <laughs> to <clears throat> to free the woman. It was a tricky job, but he managed to do it just before the cable car came crashing in into the scene. The crowd went wild. Let's see. Next, he stopped. He stopped the Riddler from robbing the downtown vault. 
San Francisco police halted the crook off in hand, halted the crook in handcuffs and threw him in the paddy wagon. Let's see. That's the Riddler. Handed him off. He's being taken to jail. He's <laughs> thinking Jim Carrey. Yeah. Yes. Even superheroes can't <laughs> fight crime on an empty stomach, so Bat Kid refueled with his parents at San Francisco's Burger Bar. His meal of choice was a hamburger and fries. After lunch, San Francisco police chief asked Bat Kid to look outside the window. Hundreds of volunteer Gotham City residents were jumping up and down, pleading for Bat Kid's help. Trouble was brewing, and this time it was the slimy penguin. Wow. That's them looking outside after lunch. Dang. A lot of people ran on that. Jeez. Well, then again, it is kind of San Francisco. Yes. There's a lot of people. That's cool, though. That is cool. Okay, then let's see. Oh, (laughs) they went with uh, the 1966. Whoops, I hit the... the, um, Doggone it. You hit the home button. I did. He's got the Android sense. He's like, I got to hit the back button. Uh, I'll try to get back to that article, but this is the penguin as he's trying to escape. They went with the 1966 uh, penguin. Okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, have the, I can't think of what his name is. The seal. Uh, that's the mascot for the Giants in the car with them. Oh, oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it what's is. his name? Sammy. Not Sammy. Sammy <coughs> Seal? I don't know. <laughs> he's a seal. Oh, that's funny. And he, they... Oh, they... um. He kidnapped the seal. Is that what? I'm guessing, yeah. That's that's really cute, but it's it's kind of heart wrenching, you know, to read this and you can hear my voice cracking, is because you know you hear so much bad stuff, but this was just really awesome. Yeah. When did this take place? Um, last month. In, oh. In December. Last month in December. Or last month in November, I'm sorry. Yes, November. <laughs> we're in My November bad. now. My bad. Or no, we're, we're in December. December. Yeah. yeah. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Shh. Let's see. I'm uh, almost there, folks. Uh, I should have brought my um, laptop instead of my cell phone. It kind of makes things easier. I know. Because you you can't touch... Well, you, as you're scrolling, you know, mm-hmm. if you touch just the right thing... It, It'll take you yeah. away from the page. Okay, it says, The ruthless criminal kidnapped San Francisco Giants mascot, Louis Seal. Oh, Louis Seal. Lou's hands were tied together as Penguin drove off towards AT&T Park. Bat Kid closed on his heels. At the park, the superhero found Lou tied in a cage. He untied Lou's hands while the adult Batman chased down Penguin. The villain begged for mercy, but San Francisco cops hauled him away for or hauled him away to face justice. The chief of police peered on a jumbotron to give Batkid a big thank you from the city. That's awesome. It is <clears throat> Mayor Ed Lee Honored Bat Kid, the Sid, uh, Bat Kid at City Hall at Day's End. 
uh, let's see. Then the exhausted hero resumed his life as a mild-mannered Miles Scott. The San Francisco Chronicle, KGO-TV, and thousands of volunteers participated in this event. The Chronicle distributed special edition newspapers with the headline, Bat Kid Saves City in Union, or in Union Square. The Justice Department also got in on the action, releasing a um, let's see, indictment of Riddler and Penguin, San Francisco's chief federal prosecutor attorney, Melinda Haig, and FBI agent David Johnson accused the villains of performing all kinds of mayhem in Gotham, San Francisco, and parts unknown for the indict period of time. Upon conviction, the, the fiends will be thrown in the slammer for 24 years. The criminals are invited to an appeal, but the Justice Department doesn't think it will do much good. And this is a quote. Because even if you get out of jail someday, you will never succeed in your crime, your criminal actions, as long as Miles, a.k.a. Bat Kid, a.k.a. Batman, is looking out for the citizens of Gotham. Uh, let's see, what else? Miles' family followed him while he scrambled around town. Mom, um, Natalie Scott, said that the day was a dream come true for her as well. It signaled the end of his treatment of over three years of filling her son's body with drugs. He likes to be a superhero, she told NBC. He is one. He beat an awful disease. That's, let's see. Easy, easy. There we go. They even printed. <laughs> well, they oh, my gosh. Print yeah. yeah. Gotham City Chronicle. That's, That's cool. so cute. Look. <coughs> wow, that's cool. So congratulations to Miles. That's that's really that's cool. awesome. That's so cool. I guess they're actually doing good stuff with Make a Wish again. I know for a while there. That's what I'm saying. Like, you look at like you look at like that, and they did all this stuff for this kid, and then you look at things like where these kids all they want to do is see a celebrity. Like that one time right. I was telling you that. that uh, that girl wanted to see One Direction. Yeah, or like Justin Bieber, and they won't yeah, do it. Yeah, they're like, uh, we're, we're too busy with our, our little lines. To get Are you kidding crying. me? I, uh, I I saw this video on uh, YouTube, and I cried. It was so sad. This lady, well, she, <coughs> she was, I think she was only like 17 or something, and she was dying of cancer, and... Like she, they said she had like days left or whatever. Really, and all she wanted was to talk to Bette Midler. Oh, I, I think I heard about this. Yeah, and Bette Midler called her and sung a song to her, and then she died right after she got the phone with her. Literally, like no, I didn't hear about that. Wow. Yeah, that's that's. The video said, uh, like within twenty minutes of getting on the phone with Bette Midler, she passed away. Really? She sung uh the wind beneath my wings or whatever to yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. It was so sad. I was like, oh. And now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, 
Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Harry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one- to two-minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. Where are we at on time? 34 minutes. 34. Is that all together? Let's see. Do we want to audition? Are we ready for the audition? It's uh, uh, sure. it's page 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 twenty eight and page twenty nine. Twenty eight, twenty nine. Uh huh. Hiroshima. Yes. Um. It is. I could talk all Asian. Read these names. It's actually in the middle of the page where it says Nakata Palace. Throne room, evening, continuous. How is, he, how is he supposed to do this? Wait a minute. Just read. His normal voice? Whatever voice he wants to give. Who is he doing it for? The young guy? He is doing Hiroshima. 
I am doing Shogun because I got a cold, so I can get a little bit deeper. Sounds like a black man, but okay. I'm just kidding. No, you, uh, you haven't heard you haven't of black, black man. man. She's not She's dead. Not dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's set the stage. It is open to Hiroshimo as he walks into the throne room where his father, the Shogun, sits upon his royal throne. Hiroshimo walks up to his father before he speaks. Hiroshimo. Father. Father. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Hold on. I got ahead of myself. I was reading the script while, like... He was cueing me. (laughs) 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 Okay. Take two. Action. Father, are you aware of Master Master Eagle's whereabouts? The Shogun looks down from his throne onto his son. He has gone to handle important matters for me. Why the sudden interest in our... Cut for me. Let's try this again. Take two. He has gone to handle in important matters for me. Why the sudden interest in our matters for ma- or Oh, that's why. There's a typo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. In our ma- in in the mat. It's supposed to say. Mind you, this is a a rough draft. This has not been edited. This is straight out of my head. Why the sudden interest in our, the matters of our samurai's affairs, my son? I was hoping to accompany him this time, my father. I wish to put my train trains. Oh, good. You knew what a beat was. All right. Now we go to the Nakata Palace Courtyard Day flashback. There's a flashback? When did I already do this? Uh, let's see. Uh, da, da, da. Okay, Hiroshimo is in the courtyard. He has a kindle stick in each hand and is whacking on the Mukjun, or Mukjon, whichever you want to pronounce, practicing his twer- his sword technique. Action. Rather than, Rather than maintain, maintain my dominance to look for the Mukjuns in this courtyard. In a close angle, the Shogun stands up from his throne and faces his son, whose back is facing the camera. Hiroshimo, my son, you must be patient. Your time will come soon enough. Besides, the Fujita plan is... Cut. The Fujita plan. <laughs> See, now I'm going to have to change it because that's what popped into my head. See, at first I thought you said Fujita. I was like, oh, now we're going Super Saiyan. All right, let's do this again. Uh, After beat. And your time will come soon enough. Besides, the Fachita clan is no place for royal blood to be. The Shogun walks up to Hiroshimo, who turns to the side view to face his father. Hiroshimo is surprised that the Shogun revealed a Yotnam's location. Fujita? You mean... Riki Fujita's clan? The Shogun smiles towards his son. One in the same. And cut. Alright, I actually liked it. That was that was a dry read. There was no no practicing whatsoever. That's the first time I ever read that, so just saying. 
So email us and tell us what you think about his audition. Which, to be honest with you, it really doesn't matter because he's hired anyway. But, hey. It's kind of funny because... I've, I've I've read I've so read many so manga, manga that like the, like, the way the I pronounce, way I pronounce like, like Asian, Asian names is funny. I think you do well. I think you nail it. Now it's time for crazy Asian time. Oh, crazy Asian time! It's going to be for us. We always do weird. He always does all the weird little Asian accents for me, and I love it. That's good. Ancient Chinese. So, ancient Chinese score. <laughs> <Can you bring laughs> I was gonna say, can you bring that? Bring that up. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> He's gotta write it on paper. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, there's you. You just did something. I there's a character. There's a character. <laughs> and um, you just nailed. What I, I hear in my head when I, I write is <laughs> with with the way that you did the voice and that kind of accent. Um, let's see. He's he's sweating he's over sweating. here. Trying to find <laughs> just saying. Oh, because I've been like, who the hell is going to play this character? But you just really could have got, got Ernie. He's already old. He's, he's so white. Come on. He talks. He talks. He talks, he talks like this. Like this. <laughs> like that one Asian guy, he's an actor. Oh, uh, he played in Star Wars, in Star Trek. Star Trek. Uh, I know who you're talking about too. I can't remember who he played. George or what's his name? Is it um Takei? Yeah. yeah, George Takei. Oh my! He talks like that. He's like, oh, okay. With that voice, with that the high pitched voice you did just now, read this the the vagrant. The vagrant. Uh huh. Oh, oh, oh dear. Oh dear. Uh, uh, are you these are your belongings, Jerry? <laughs> keep going, keep going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, my oh, dear. My dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 my dear. Oh, dear. I, I just, I just, oh, uh-huh. oh, 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 look, dear. <laughs> look, 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 dear. There. There. Good business. No, no, no. No, Hamda? Hamda? Keep going. Keep your high pitch. That, that was it. No, there's, there's a lot more with him. Um, the vagrant is Yurimaru, if that's what it says on the next page. Yurimaru. It says Yurimaru. Yeah, that's before you realize who it is. That I was calling him vagrant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just, there's no dialogue. There's no dialogue for him. It's just angles and action. Okay. Oh, well, guess what? <laughs> You're playing two roles. Oh my god, that was that was just like almost right where I I have it in my head for him. And the funny thing is is he's an elderly Asian man, but you just you, you wouldn't nailed it. That. Let's see. I I'm <laughs> like what else can you do? <laughs> but uh oh, I told you wow. that girl. I was like but when she's like, well, what do you want to do when you go to school? I was like, well, I mean, I, I really want to produce music. And then she's like, oh, she's like, is that it? And I kind of just like kept it to myself. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's it. She's like, you don't want to do anything. I'm like, not really. And then, like, I always tell him he needs to become a voice actor. Well, initially, like, before I met, way before I met you, I wanted to become a voice actor. So, 
can I bum a smoke off you? Yeah. Because of all the takes that we've done, I've I've smoked all my cigarettes. I was only expecting to be here for like maybe two hours tops. Yeah, we've had uh, more than some technical. We always have when you have a new when you have a new setup. That always happens. Yeah. Where are we at on time? It's expected. Uh, it's 23, so we're at, so we're at 53. 43. 43. 43. 43. 43. 43. <laughs> Ancient Chinese secret. Ancient oh. Chinese secret. That is so cool because I, I've been like, who am I going to get for Yuri Maru? And Yuri Maru, he plays, there, he has a significant, I mean, not a lot of dialogue. But he had, well, there's um, one of the last scenes I told you because I gave you this and I said I came went home and, and wrote more. Mm-hmm. That actually has to do with Yurimaru. Um, after this, you don't see Yurimaru until later on into the story. And he goes into a flashback and he is explaining what's happening in the scene that you just read. So that's it's significant to the story. And that just made me really significantly happy. Significantly awesome. You know, it's really... To where I initiated the idea of writing the movie, to where we're at now, the story is completely different. Other than the scrolls, you know, finding the, the, the six scrolls of Tunaki. Um, it kind of sounds like finding the seven Dragon Balls. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. I was gonna say, uh, but I, you know, what, to be honest with you, I think I've only seen maybe a handful of Dragon Ball Z cartoons. I don't think I've ever really watched Dragon Ball Z. Are you kidding me? You I've kidding seen, me? seen every, every episode, episode of Dragon Ball, Ball, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball, Ball GT. It's because you're a nerd. But it's gonna come in handy. That's the important thing. It is. I've seen, well, I haven't seen every episode of Naruto, but I've seen every episode of Naruto leading up to the fourth movie. So, if and I'm thinking about movie and the sound and everything, maybe if it goes really well, and we'll play it back and, and listen to it, um, maybe we'll record off of the the laptop, of this laptop, and maybe I'll set something up. You know, like a sound booth. Yeah. In the garage at my place, I'll literally like put something together for, um, you know, for a sound booth, and we'll just record at the garage. <clears throat> but I, I'm excited to hear people read the dialogue that I've written. What you got to do is you got to go and find, you know, some of those Mexican people that go around with. Uh, their trucks. They uh-huh. sell those giant, giant rugs. rugs. <laughs> you gotta put those yeah, giant rugs all the way across your, <laughs> your garage. To make it sound yeah. good. Yeah. That'd be funny, That'd be funny. but that, that'd probably be way too expensive. Foam. So, yeah, I, or just get like some drywall and, and make like a, a foam. Yeah, you could do that. Or we can spray, uh, spray paint it black so it looks perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta spray paint it black. You gotta make it look legit. Well, or, I'm in here with the body walls. Or by the gray, the gray um, egg egg crate stuff. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? I'm yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah. That would work too. It would. <clears throat> I'll have to look into build your own sound studio. But then you know because we're not too overly worried about how great our podcast sounds. I mean, we want them to sound good, but not in the effect of 
how important it is to have great sound for a cartoon. Yeah. You know, because if you don't have good sound for the cartoon, it doesn't matter how good the animation is. It's just not going to work. It could be like could some be like some, uh, some ghetto people and like set up their their sound booth in their closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, I'm I'm actually going to have people outside of friends and family. Yeah. You know, gonna... like step on into my closet. Yeah. No, I, I I'll probably I'll see if I can build something. You'd have to have enough space for at least two people because if you're having back and forth dialogue, you want to do it at the same time. Right. So it's more realistic. And something else I learned, and I didn't know this, is I thought that, you know, when you get the sound, you know, your your dialogue, then you go in and, and you match the sound up to the animation, you know, per the sound, but it's actually just the opposite. Yeah. You do your, your dialogue, and they listen to the, the uh, dialogue as they're animating, and they match it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Per, you know, with the That's why if you yeah. notice, like, a lot of uh, the Pixar Disney movies, uh-huh. the freaking characters look like the actors, like, the way their mouth moves like that. Uh-huh. I've watched a lot of the behind-the-scenes thing where it shows the actor talking in a split screen of the character, and it, like, looks like them, like, the way they move their mouth and their expressions. Maybe that's what I'll have to do. I'll have to get, like, a little camera or something, you know, to set right there in front of the mic so yeah. you can record people doing their their dialogues yeah yeah i used to watch a, a lot of like anime um when they go and they do the dubbing for english uh-huh they would have uh like one or two tv monitors and they'd be playing the tv monitors while they're watching like they'll be playing the episode of uh whatever they're recording and they'll, the person will be watching exactly what the character is doing, so they'll know how to make the sounds, like the sound effects, like ow or whatever. Right. And um, they'll they'll be watching that, and then you'll see them react exactly how. And then the director will be like, "Well, you were kind of a little late on that, so roll that. We'll roll it back, and then you can go and do it again." And uh, <clears throat> it's kind of funny to see because. A lot of, a the, lot of um, the, um, the older the voice older actors, voice actors they, become they become directors. directors. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, because they learn so much. Well, I was watching... I can't remember if it was Full Metal Alchemist that I was watching that do that, or if it was Naruto. It was probably Naruto. And one of like the senseis is became one of the directors. Really? Yeah. And they, they, they still they voice act on top of on top being, of the, being director. the director. Interesting. So I was so like, that's like, crazy. crazy. <coughs> but I'm looking forward to it. I am going, and I'm going to say here and now, I haven't said this. I've said, you know, I might be done here. It might be done here. This, the first draft, fuck. The first draft of the script is going to be completed this month. Uh, you heard it, folks. He made a promise. Commitment. Yes. No deleting 75 pages. No. And being like, okay, I got to start over. But if you were to read them, you would be like, oh, okay, I see why you deleted them. But no more deleting. I actually have a, a full um, written guideline of what happens in each scene. So I know where I'm going. And I'm going to stick to what I've learned thus far about Japanese culture and the samurai culture. And 
if shoot, if I can sit down and I wrote like what did I say five pages? If I wrote five pages in like forty five minutes, then I shouldn't have a problem finishing. Um because right now the actual script is forty one pages long and I'm wanting it to be ninety pages. So I shouldn't have a problem with finishing the other forty nine pages. Yeah. Now. Because I'm not going to be changing anything, but I'm. But this is the first draft, so I mean, even at that, I'm, the second draft will be more of an editorial, you know, because there was a typo in there and that screwed me up, and and we'll get it more refined and, and down to what flows better, and you know, I'll, I'll start looking at the different angles because you know I'll talk about different angle shots, and just have it more, like I said, more refined, but. The first draft will be finished this month. And we haven't even touched on the Incubus script that I'm writing. Yes, I'm writing two scripts at the same time. And he's crazy like that. The other night, I, I had a... Uh, maybe he's just trying to find us about his fantasy. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but the other night, I, I had some downtime, and I ended up writing seven or eight pages for the Incubus story. And that is very interesting because with comic books, you know, and that's where I, I come from when my writing is comic books. And you, you have to think about how much dialogue and how much narration you're putting on paper because you don't want to cover up a lot of artwork. So you're kind of limited on that. And then I've, I'm working on the Ayot Gnome, and it's more action. I mean, there's plenty of drama in there, but it's more action-based. Uh, so there's... There's not as much dialogue as you were to if you were having a drama. And with Incubus, I'm finding that this is more dialogue-based. Yeah. And it's got lots and lots of juicy dialogue. And it's it's kind of interesting because I can write dialogue all day long. All you got to do <laughs> is sit down and read some uh, Chris Claremont. You'll be good. Did we talk about... Me finally reading X Men Gold. Yeah, 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 on the last episode. Oh yes, that Did you was. Finally just... read the whole thing. Yeah, I finished it. Is it good? Um, it was. It was good. Uh, I didn't care for the very last story, which was written by Brian Michael Bendis. Of course. Of course. I mean... and, but you know the funny thing is, <laughs> I was gonna say I, the funny thing is is I didn't even realize. Well, I knew it was him. As soon as I started reading, I knew it was him. But I didn't look until at the very last page, you know, it had the credits down, and it said Brian Michael Bendis. And, and you did. You, you nailed it right on the head. Boom, pop, pow, oof, you know. And there's a, a the new comic book that just came out. I think it was it's uh, All New X-Men 19. I think there was like four pages of that book that had no dialogue. At all. Jeez. So you're, you're thumbing through and looking at these pictures, and you're like, okay, that's that's, that's cool, nice. cool artwork, but what's what's going that's on? That's what I got to laugh about, because manga, 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 there's like, like usually there's only a, a, a splash page in between, between like, like uh, uh, a, dramatic a dramatic sequence in the story. story. Right, to like, impact like, that story. Yeah, it'll just be like a splash page of like the character or whatever, and like some cool artwork, and then it goes back into a deeper version of what you just read. <laughs> it's um I I did actually email um Joe Quazada. I haven't heard back from him, but I did email him. I was like, Look, this is an idea, this is what you should do. Yeah. 
you know, I'm not asking for a job. I'm not asking for any type of royalty. Just as a fan, this is what you should do. I don't need any credit. Just, just no. Keep it. Keep just, it. Like, just do it and make me happy. Just, just for me. Make us all happy. Other... Well, that and you're going to bring back thousands, literally thousands of old readers. Yeah. That left. That are willing to give you revenue. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean you... you People, and I know, and I know people, people that are, like, that higher are up in your business, business, like, they don't have they don't time to sit there and read through every email, but, like, if you see if you something see that's, something like, a potential, that's like a potential sales, sales pitch, pitch, a salesperson would know. Well, I sent it to his private that's, home address. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, right. if he's going to read it, and he, you're telling him, basically, that it's a sales pitch, right? but you don't want any recognition for it? No, I don't want nothing for it. That's, that's money. That's gold for him. And I'm going to give you money for exactly. it, too. Exactly. So, so uh, I don't know. I mean, if, he if he does do something, do something or something pops, pops up magically, magically then... It'd be it, nice. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it would be cool. Be cool. Just... <laughs> yes. And um, because I know, like, he used to follow the world of myth, and his best friend, um, Jimmy Pagliani, Pamiani, um, he also followed the world of myth. Yeah. And he, um, he, he was actually one of the, a regular reader. Cause he said that he, he had it saved on his favorites bar, you know, where you just click it and it pop right there and it's yeah. going up the favorites. So I don't know. I mean, they know who I am. I, I've not ever tried to, you know, oh, give me a job. Give me a job. Yeah, I, I'm not that type of person, but I've thrown ideas their That's way. The best thing I can do is give a person an idea and hope they run with it. Okay, I, I think that's enough for this week. Um, I'm anxious because of what you guys said about <laughs> my uh, Black Friday story, so I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. Look forward to a, a Black Friday dubstep song coming here soon. It's gonna be I was on just Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> and I was just trying to hurry up and get through it so the the you know nothing will crash or fail again. All right, that's it for this week, kids. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Illich. And if you were one of those people that went to Black Friday and walked away empty-handed, well, you're definitely seeing red. Good night. Welcome to seeing red. Say we didn't warn you.